Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to another amazing episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, as always, here tuning in to have another really powerful conversation with you today. I'm so excited for today's topic. This is this is a topic that I dive deep into with all of my clients because it is so important to uncover and understand our beliefs and shift our beliefs in order to really create a peaceful and loving and healthy relationship with food in general, not even just sugar. So I'm going to be sharing really all about that and why you need to actually pay attention to your beliefs if you're not doing this yet in today's episode. And, you know, something that has been going on for me lately that really ties in with this, and I want to share, you know, at the start of this episode with all of you, you know, so that you can all see that I'm, I'm walking my talk, you know, is actually this last weekend to be honest, it's been actually a couple months in the works of really needing to dive in myself and and do um, some deep healing around a certain area of of my life and around my childhood and some some big things coming up for me lately. So this last weekend, I actually created a lot of space and I was very intentional with processing a lot of emotion, a lot of um, a lot of deep wounds and deep things that needed to come up for me because if you're not already aware. Our relationship with sugar, so I'm, I'm willing to bet you're listening to this podcast because you're noticing you're maybe a little out of control with sugar or there's there's some goals that you have there around making peace and kicking those sugar cravings. And we can't begin to do that unless we actually begin really deeply understanding that all of those patterns and habits and addictions and dependencies with food really stem from our relationship with ourselves. So really stemming from this very deep inner place where we all have wounds and healing and and really pieces to look at that are really at the at the root of of all of this our unhealthy relationships with people with food with ourselves this all comes from this inner work and if you've never heard me talk about this or this is your first episode here on the podcast hopefully that's landing for you this this deep understanding that the reason you've spent your life on the diet roller coaster is because you've never actually looked inward and uncovered where this is actually coming from. Why can I not seem to stop eating food? Why can I not seem to stop, you know, um, really being unhealthy and treating myself in a, in a poor way? Why do these cravings not ever go away? You know, and year after year on this roller coaster with trying to get off sugar and then binging again and trying to get off sugar and then binging again. And this roller coaster is, is doing so much damage to our mental and physical health and it needs to stop, which is where I became obsessed with really teaching my clients and hopefully all of you following along with this podcast, the real deep importance of starting to ask why. Why can I not seem to put the sugar down? Where are these cravings actually coming from? And starting to get curious to the root causes. So all of this ties in with, you know, kind of what I was sharing about even my own processing over the weekend is really understanding that like this emotional component is a huge part of it. And doing this inner healing, yes, from our inner child healing to our beliefs, to our emotions, to, uh, you know, our, our connecting more with our true authentic self and our sensuality as women, all of these pieces 
and so many more, right, are really there at the foundation of what's what's manifesting externally as an unhealthy relationship with sugar. So I've been doing my work this weekend and it's been tough. I, I really want you all to know this this isn't this inner work stuff isn't just easy peasy. And that's why you've probably avoided it your whole life. I know that's why I avoided it my whole life. And it's also the only way through. And it's so freeing and rewarding. And honestly, the work that I did this weekend was really big for me. And I'm just feeling right now so proud of myself and so connected with my truth and, and my power, feeling very empowered and very um, loving towards myself for having taken the steps that I needed to take to do some healing. So just know that that's a part of it as well. You know, you will step more into your truth and more into really connecting and loving yourself and standing up for yourself where you need to do those things. So been a big weekend, been a big weekend. <laughs> and I hope that you're, you know, using this to, to really start putting the pieces together and understanding that you've got to go inward. You have to start, if you actually truly want to get off this roller coaster and not fight against your body and food for the rest of your life, you have to get to a point and you might not be there yet. And that's okay. Keep listening to this podcast, keep soaking in these, these pieces, and eventually you'll get there. But when you're ready, just get started, you know, and, and it is going to be the thing that sets you free. And this is why we're having this conversation today on the podcast. And before we actually dive in, we're going to talk, dive deep into beliefs. We're going to talk about limiting beliefs. We're going to talk about all sorts of things. And you're going to really understand how this is playing a role in your patterns with sugar. But before we do, I actually have a really exciting announcement, really exciting announcement because after, you know, for those of you who were following along with me in April, when I launched my emotional empowerment program, I hosted an emotional eating boot camp. We had so much fun. I know a lot of you were there following along. It was an incredible week long event, three videos, three live workshops, and so much fun. And after that, you know, I welcomed in an incredible group of women into my emotional empowerment program. We're actually hitting in a week five already inside the program or is it week six? Okay. Anyway, we're rocking and rolling with that program. I can't believe it's over halfway. Anyway, after, after that registration closed, I did hear a lot from, from all of you, a lot of women reaching out to me, you know, in my DMS and emailing me, you know, really just, just connecting with everything that, that I shared in that emotional eating boot camp, and the timing of joining my program wasn't right, or they weren't quite ready to invest in such a way in, in themselves. And that's totally okay. I get that we're all on different paths. We're all at different stages. So long story short, what I wanted to do, and I've just put this together for all of you, and I'm so excited to officially announce this on the podcast, what I've done, and this is actually the first time I've ever done this. I've never put something together like this, so I'm testing it out and I'm hoping that you guys are gonna absolutely love this. What I've created is what I'm calling the Emotional Empowerment Bundle. So this is an offer to you that is only until this weekend, May 29th. So this week is bundle week and I'm offering you not one, not two, but three incredible programs and resources to help you actually start going in and doing this inner foundational work that I'm talking about. So what I've put together is all of the recordings, the three powerful over two hour long recordings of the emotional eating boot camp, along with the resources and workbooks, plus my 
world famous beliefs busting masterclass. So this is a powerful masterclass that's going to dive so much deeper than what we're actually able to cover today in this podcast episode. You're going to get a guide and a workbook with that as well. And number three is a workshop that I've put together called Tapping into Joy and Fun. So acknowledging that there's a huge part of this process to healing our relationship with food that is about learning to find sources of joy outside of food. I know so many of us use food as the only source of joy, especially sugar. So we need to take a look at this area of our life as well and, and start welcoming in joy and pleasure and fun in different areas of our life. So I put a workshop together for all of you with that as well. So three incredible these things could be courses on their own, but they're not. They're they're quick little snippets that give you a really beautiful overview of the in my opinion, the biggest root causes and the biggest foundational pieces, the emotional component, the beliefs component, and this disconnection from joy. So, these are in one incredible bundle for you that I am I'm putting out there into the world to offer all of you. This is over a $1000 value in just these three individual um, programs for you and resources. And I'm offering it until May 29th for only $99. So huge, incredible offer. And I'm so excited to, to gift all of this to you. And I know that some of you listening, this is gonna be exactly what you need to really take that next step and start really seriously doing this, this healing that I'm here talking about on the podcast and really starting to uncover the biggest individual foundational pieces that are really keeping you stuck on the sugar roller coaster. So, so excited to offer you that. Obviously you can find the link to all the details. There's so many more pieces to this, to this bundle. You can find the link to that in the show notes all over my Instagram and website and pieces like that too, if you can't find it. And I do want to mention to you that once this offer ends on May 29th. This is not something that you can get on my website. This is not something I have for sale. These are these are pieces of resources that I have in the back end that I have offered, you know, publicly in the past and I don't have anywhere for sale or anywhere to offer right now. So this is really really special and it feels incredible to put this together for those of you who are in that spot where the timing to join, you know, a bigger program wasn't wasn't in the cards and maybe the finances weren't in the cards, so I really want to make this so accessible and a no-brainer for you to jump in, do this work and and really start noticing these incredible shifts in having more peace and freedom and control over sugar and food. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. I'm super excited about it. So, don't forget to check out all the details and get your bundle before May 29th. So you've been warned. You have been warned. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's dive in to today's episode. Today's episode is really a, a snapshot of what we dive a lot deeper into in the beliefs busting masterclass, which is included in the bundle. So these are just some pieces that I wanted to get you started with. Maybe you've never really heard about you know, how beliefs actually are contributing, how they are the root cause and really contributing to your unhealthy patterns with sugar. Or maybe you have heard this before, but you're really not sure how to put it into practice. And, and it really just hasn't clicked for you or you haven't really started working on shifting these beliefs. 
So wherever you are in this conversation, uh, this episode is absolutely going to cover all those pieces and, and be something for you to really just sit with and digest, right? Digest this information that I'm going to share. And as you know, I'm going to encourage you here, you know, with everything that I'm sharing to put this into practice. You know, you can sit here and soak in all the episodes that you want on this podcast and all the other podcasts that you follow. But unless you actually take what I'm sharing with you and, and put it into action and practice in your own life, nothing's going to change. And that's probably why nothing's changed for you, right? Or maybe it has. I mean, I don't know where everybody's at who's listening to this, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of you listening, you know, are still struggling, right? Are still really not quite there with your relationship with food and sugar and yourself. So just know that the more you actually apply what you're learning, all the books you're reading, all the podcasts, that's where the actual change happens. And that's also the hardest part. It's so much easier just to listen to this podcast, right? So I just want to encourage you. I know all of you listening are going to do this. You're going to take my advice. You're going to really start reflecting on your beliefs after this episode and writing things down and really starting to bring that awareness so you can start to notice some shifts. You want to notice some things changing, right? Willing to bet. So as I mentioned earlier, but the inner work, these what I call the foundational root causes of our relationship with sugar are really the most important place to look if you want to create a healing and a lasting healthy relationship with sugar. Bottom line, you have to do these inner pieces and look at your the cracks in your foundation before you will ever feel free from food and ever have that peace that you're desiring. So what we're talking about today with beliefs is one of the many foundational root causes. This is one, you know, I talked about with the the bundle offer, right? The emotional component is big. The, the joy and fun and pleasure part of it is also really big. So we're just talking about beliefs today, but I want you to know that this is, you know, a bigger puzzle. And the reason that we're talking about beliefs is because in the over six years that I've been working with clients in helping them heal the relationship with sugar and themselves, I really noticed that this is a through thread for every single one of us. There is always some level and component of beliefs and the emotional stuff too, that is there for all of us and such a big component. So when we can look, even just focusing on shifting your beliefs over the next couple months, you will notice huge shifts in your relationships with food, with people, with everything. So this is a really big one. And that's why I wanted to pull this out and dive deeper into just talking about our beliefs today so that you can start, start in some of these bigger foundational root causes that will really move the needle, will really shift things in a bigger way. So this is a big one. And let, let's start off by even just talking about what are beliefs, right? We hear this term a lot, you know, it's becoming more popular. There's lots of people definitely talking about belief systems, but just belief. And I looked up actually the dictionary definition of beliefs and the dictionary told me that beliefs are something that is accepted or considered to be true. Now, I personally, I mean, that's an okay definition, but I personally really feel that beliefs are more likely a thought that you choose to keep thinking. And the important word here is choose, okay? Our beliefs are essentially the lens, and I love kind of describing it like this. It's like we're wearing beliefs glasses. These are the lens in which we see the world. 
this is how we see people, situations, cultures, ourselves, school. This is literally how we filter everything in our brain. And beliefs are stored subconsciously. These are usually things that these are just autopilot. This is just our sense of really, well, this is just how the world works. This is just how it is, right? And we can kind of understand that in the context of religion, right? I mean, we can all sort of relate with either having religious beliefs or not, right? But understanding that there is kind of this, this knowing of like, this is how the world works, or this is what matters, or this is my role in the world, right? So we have beliefs, not just about religion, obviously, but about literally everything in our life. And our beliefs really kind of lead to, and I also describe it like this sometimes, are like the stories that we tell ourselves, right? The stories we tell ourselves about things, right? About the trees outside, about the weather, about people, about uh, my, my role in the world, about food. Everything is really filtered through these beliefs. We can also think of this as kind of like our subconscious operating system, right? If our brains are computers, which they practically are, but way more advanced, right? We can think about beliefs as kind of the operating system behind the scenes, right? They really dictate how we're going to show up, what we're going to say, what we believe about ourselves and, and how we can actually improve or change or not. And our beliefs are in the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions, because every little thing that we see or do in the world is based on a belief. So the belief leads to a thought, Right. And that thought then leads to, you know, maybe saying something or doing something or action in our life. And this is really important to understand because when we can really start diving in and understanding that our whole beingness and the way we show up in the world and what we have in our life and what we don't have and our goals, everything is dictated by these beliefs. And when we understand that, coupled with the fact that beliefs are not truth, which means they can be changed. So when we can couple those together and understand, wait, I have power over changing these, these neural pathways and these beliefs in my brain. I can change these to actually set myself up for the life that I want, the goals that I want, the healthy relationship with sugar and food that I want. We have the power to actually change our beliefs, change the way we think, change these neural pathways so that we can actually live more aligned and and more in our power for whatever it is that you're going after in your life. Really, really powerful stuff when you start to actually realize that you can change these things. You can choose a new belief and rewire your brain so that you're no longer, you know, it's almost like putting on a new lens, new glasses, right? You're taking off your old glasses that you got at childhood and now you're gonna put on your new glasses that are gonna set you up for whatever future it is you want. Maybe you wanna start your own business, you wanna find the love of your life, you wanna really be effortless eating healthy, you know, whatever it is, you can change the operating system. You can change that from the from the base out. And and when you do that, right, when you really shift these things from inside, everything outside changes, right? You'll notice different people coming into your life, just different opportunities coming into your life. You'll notice, wow, it's effortless to actually avoid sugar, right? In different ways. So depending on what beliefs you're working with and what things you're changing. And I know this was so big for me when actually I got introduced to beliefs work and really understanding my subconscious in that way when I actually started my business. You know, I was really blocked in a lot of ways. I had a lot of fears. I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I had a lot of things holding me back that were really these old operating systems that were not 
helping me become an entrepreneur. You know, I was in the old employee mindset as my, as my mentor would say, right? And I had to really change the way I saw myself and the world and what was possible for me through rewiring these beliefs before I was ever able to, you know, build a successful business and, and become this, this entrepreneur that I am today. So that really spilled over, you know, into then me becoming curious about my beliefs around food and around sugar and around, you know, just myself in general, my ability to love myself. So really, really deep work here with beliefs. And wherever you are, like I said, in, in really understanding how these play a role, it doesn't matter. You can always build and we're always, I think, working on different areas. You know, once I've quote unquote mastered changing beliefs in certain areas, like for, for example, what failure means to me, right? That was a huge belief that I changed and now I actually love failure. And that made a huge shift in my life. But now there's other areas of my life showing up where it's like, oh, there's a belief there that I need to look at now. So there's always an opportunity for uncovering a new belief. But what I want you to do today as we're as I'm sharing and as you're listening to this is to start reflecting on, you know, just start paying attention to what beliefs pop into your mind. Right. And you'll understand more of this as I, as I share a bit more. But I want you just to start paying attention in your everyday life to what belief is actually making me do this thing or say this thing or or have this thought, right? Because it's all driven from there. So what are limiting beliefs? Okay, I have to mention this if you haven't guessed it already. These are like limiting beliefs and you might have heard this term a lot, right? But they're really the beliefs that actually hold us back from our goals. So these are the beliefs that are not serving what we want in life. So they're actually like the, the, the rock tied to our ankles that are preventing us from swimming, right? That are pulling us under the water. They're the ones that like holding us back. And these are really the like ego-based beliefs, right? That are preventing us, the fear-based beliefs, the, um, the really self-sabotaging beliefs that don't want us to change, right? They don't want us to move or change because that's scary and dangerous. So these limiting beliefs, and when you start uncovering these and understanding these, which is exactly what we do in the Belief Busting Masterclass, right? You can start to rewire these specific beliefs, right? And noticing which ones for you are really, really majorly holding you back. Like for me, it was it was failure, right? Like my, my belief of failure was when I fail, it means I am worthless. So changing that belief was huge was huge for me because it allowed me to show up differently in my life and not be afraid to try new things and make mistakes and and grow ultimately. So when you understand these root ones for you and these ones that are really holding you back, you can really, really start to break through some huge pieces of your life. And like I said earlier, we have beliefs, especially limiting beliefs in every single area of our health, of our life, sorry, you know, about our health, uh, we have beliefs about emotions, about relationships, about money, about food, about sex, about nature, about the governments, right? Like we have beliefs about literally everything in our life. And when we can start to unpack the ones, especially around our health and our emotions, we can really start to notice that um, big things start to change. Now, it's really important to also understand where these beliefs come from. For me, this was really big, just understanding and wrapping my head around, you know, why have these been created? Why am I operating from this way if it's not actually supporting my best life? Why is it that my brain would, would want me to have a belief that keeps me addicted to sugar and unhealthy and, and developing disease, right? And just eating junk. Like, why would my body want to do that? 
And it seems like, you know, we can easily, and I want to point this out because I know a lot of people might fall into that trap of, of kind of getting down on themselves around, well, my body's working against me. My brain is working against me. It has all these toxic limiting beliefs that are, that are keeping me sick, keeping me hooked on bad food, keeping me in this roller coaster. And I feel powerless against them. Right. So I, for me, it was really eye opening and understanding, you know, how these beliefs are created and why they're created so that I could actually bring more compassion to that part of my subconscious that is literally trying to keep me alive. All of this comes back to this this real deep drive in our most primitive area of our brain that is literally trying to keep us alive in the world. And beliefs are mostly formed in the first seven to 10 years of life. So these years of life and, and research and scientists have, have proven this now, like the, those seven years, formidable seven years of life are where we literally create our understanding of the world. You know, you think of when you first come into the world, you're first born and you don't really know what's going on. Everything's scary. Anything could kill you, right? And you attach to your mom who's and your parents who are there to keep you safe and protect you. And you're in this environment where you're starting to observe. You're observing what people say, what people do, what what they do that gets them in trouble, right? Like what not to do. We start to observe all of these all of these parts and our subconscious starts to make imprints as to how we can stay safe. So how we can make sure nobody gets mad at us, how we make sure to not piss anyone off, right? Like how do we navigate in the society that we're born into or the, the, the family we're born into in a way that's going to keep me safe, right? Keep me, um, towing the line. Don't disturb anything, right? Don't make anybody upset, you know, just, figuring out like, how do I need to operate so that I essentially can stay alive? And my caregivers, especially mom and dad, are not going to kick me out on the street, right? I need to really please mom and dad so they keep feeding me, they keep sheltering me, they keep clothes on my back, and I don't die. This is literally our goal in those first years of life is to appease our parents other than babies who are crying, they don't know that they don't know yet, right? They don't know yet how to do that. But really subconsciously, this is at play for all of us. So we start to develop these, these quote unquote beliefs and understandings of the world in order to stay alive. So this is where these beliefs come from and why they developed. So we can understand and be compassionate with this part of our brain that was literally trying to keep us alive. I don't know about you, but I am super grateful for that part of me because it really served a purpose in my younger years of life. When I was not able to look after myself and move out of the house and be a strong, confident woman, I was at the mercy of the situation that I lived in at school, at home, wherever, right, in society, and I needed to fit in. I needed to stay safe. I needed to really learn the rules of the game, and in that my brain created rules, right? These beliefs, these like ways of operating so that I could stay alive. And these, these beliefs come from our parents, come from society, come from media, come from, you know, a religious groups that you might be involved in. They also come from trauma, right? They come from our trauma. As soon as you have a trauma show up, which by the way, we all have something, we all have something, whether it's big T or little T. So there's trauma for all of us in some shape or form, especially in those earlier years. And we form a belief about that, right? Maybe your dad yells at you and you believe that, oh, okay, well, I sh I, it's not safe for me to speak up. That's a belief. When I speak up, I get yelled at, 
right? That's a belief. So we're going to stop speaking up because it's going to get me in trouble. And that's a threat to my safety. So these traumas that come up actually imprint and really solidify a lot of our limiting beliefs and, and so many more things. Obviously, trauma is a bigger conversation, which we'll have another time. Another place that these beliefs can come from, whether or not you believe in this sort of stuff, but we definitely do here on the podcast, is our ancestors. Ancestral trauma and ancestral patterning is energetically handed down to us through the womb, through energetic channels from many lineages. I know myself, I'm currently unraveling some some really big ancestral trauma that I've just learned about and just felt into and, and really working on clearing that out. And no doubt that's actually contributed to my beliefs in certain areas of my life. And I'm, I'm currently working through all of that because it's really deep and really big. But it's so interesting to understand that these things get really passed down. Whether you believe in the energetic passing down or just the fact that, you know, your grandma, say, believing that, um, you know, speaking up was made you a bad girl, she's going to pass that belief onto your mom just by what she says, right? And how she acts. And then your mom is then going to act that way and, and pass that belief along to you. And it's up to us to cut those, those ties. Like we cut those. And that's what I feel like, you know, a big part of my purpose here on the planet is to, to put an end to this ancestral handing down of these beliefs, these traumas, all sorts of things. So you know, really understanding that we can put a stop to that in our lineage, especially anybody out there who's listening, who has kids, understanding these patterns that run in your family and these beliefs that run in your family that are really not serving anybody. And if you choose to do the work around that and pass down new beliefs to your children or your nieces and nephews or people around you, it's life-changing, right? We can change the planet this way, right? If we can actually start changing, especially some of these core beliefs that I'm about to share with you. So, that, you know, quick overview of sort of where a lot of these beliefs come from. And it's so helpful to understand. And I, hopefully that's helpful for you to understand, even just to start reflecting on for you, where did these beliefs come from? Was it a teacher who told you you were stupid? Was it somebody who laughed at you one time when you were presenting in front of the class? And then you all of a sudden just made up all these beliefs about how you're a horrible public speaker, right? What is it? And who said what to you or energetically shared these beliefs with you just through their actions in childhood. So paying attention to like, what were your biggest influences and who were your biggest influences growing up can be really, really helpful in uncovering, you know, where this, where this is coming from for you. So I want to share some of the most common beliefs that I see, especially holding people back from ultimate health and, and really this addiction to sugar, right? This dependency to food, dependency to sugar. Now there's three core wound beliefs that I feel like every human being on the planet has. I have yet to meet somebody who didn't have some work to do on these beliefs. And the three are, and we're not going to dive too deep into this. We go a lot deeper into it in the belief busting masterclass, but the three really big core wounds for, for most of us are, I'm not worthy. I am not enough and I'm unlovable. So these three usually are at the root of all other beliefs. So you can even start digging deeper below, you know, beliefs um, like it's not safe to speak up, right? And then you can dive even deeper and probably get to a place where it's actually, if I speak up, I won't be loved, right? There's always some sort of component because these are really 
really deep needs for each of us individually in childhood is to really feel unconditionally loved, to feel like we're enough and to know that we're worthy no matter what we do. And by the way, we are all of these things the moment we're born. And somehow society teaches us or trains us out of them, right? Lies to us that, wait a second, you're not worthy. You're not enough. And oh, heaven, heavens, you are totally unlovable. Our society does that to us and our families do that to us. Situations do that to us. Trauma does that to us. But I want you to remember that you were born onto this planet as an incredibly magical being already worthy, already enough, and already so damn lovable. So when we can start to get back to that true understanding and, and really just can understand that there is some big work to do with those three core beliefs and they definitely lie at the root of our dependency with sugar. Definitely in a big, big way. And that's why I really want to point those out. And those might not be, those three core wound beliefs might not be the place for you to start quite yet, right? If this is new to you, this beliefs work, these are beliefs that really take years to, to shift and to unfold because they're so deeply wired. So you might want to start with some more surface level limiting beliefs, right? Things like and by surface level, I don't mean these aren't deep either. These are these are still big, but they're not as big as those core ones. So things like showing emotions mean I'm weak, right? This obviously leading to I'm just not going to show emotions because it means I'm weak and I'm not safe if I show emotions. So I'm going to stuff, stuff them in and I'm going to use food to do that, right? I'm going to numb out using food. You know, this whole emotional eating pattern coming from these beliefs that we have about expressing emotions and how it's not safe. So this is a big one when it comes to our patterns with food is beliefs around emotions, right? Whether it's, you know, showing emotions is unsafe or it's useless to show emotions or you just don't show emotions, you know, whatever that conversation or, or energy was in those first seven years of life where you learned about your emotional health and, and the important, the lack of most likely importance of showing those emotions. A couple other ones too, just to get the ball rolling, obviously there's a huge list of beliefs that we can uncover that are really preventing us from being at peace with food and sugar. But another big one is, is around cooking, right? Cooking is boring. Cooking is a waste of time. You know, so many of my clients have been raised in households where their mom just didn't cook or she hated cooking, or there was just this energy around like, ah, food is just a, a nuisance. It's just something that I have to get through, right? I guess I just have to cook, right? or not cook at all. So now there's this resistance to actually creating meals in your own home, right? And you're like, oh, I hate cooking, right? Maybe if that's something that you say, or I suck at cooking, it's not truth. Those are just beliefs and you can absolutely change those. Another one that comes up a lot too is around like just your beliefs around eating healthy, right? Eating sugar-free or eating healthy is boring, is tasteless, is lacking zest of flavor, right? Like what are your beliefs around actually eating sugar-free? Right? I know so many people come into this, this work with, oh my goodness, like eating sugar-free is going to be boring. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be like, what is it? What story are you telling yourself about getting rid of sugar? Right? What, what story? And those are beliefs. And I've already talked about failure, right? This is a big one as well, right? Things like when I fail, I'm a bad person right? Or when I fail, I'm useless. I'm unlovable. You know, coming back to really stemming into these core, core beliefs. So that's just a, a handful of ones to get the ball rolling for you, but start thinking about like what, what stories, AKA beliefs, are you telling yourself around, um, around cooking, right? Around expressing emotions, around eating sugar-free or giving up sugar, 
Giving up sugar is hard. That's a belief. That's not truth. You can guarantee you can find people and proof that have given up sugar quite easily. So that's not true then. If you can prove it, if there's one example out there in the universe of someone who did it easily, that means that giving up sugar is not, is hard, is not a true fact. It's just a belief and you can change it. So what are your beliefs about giving up sugar or eating sugar free, right? Or like I said, you know, showing the emotions and even doing this inner work. Like what is your belief about changing your beliefs, right? Like we can really get curious about all of this. You know, is there resistance coming up for you? Are you starting to, you know, notice like, ooh, give, changing my beliefs is going to be hard. That's a belief, not a fact, right? So just really starting to pay attention to these thought patterns and these stories that are ultimately beliefs. So we have beliefs about everything. So I hope that gives you a good basis just to understand where they're coming from, what these beliefs are, and, and to help you start the brainstorming of what are your limiting beliefs. And this is ultimately the very first step in how to change your limiting beliefs. Okay. And this is the next question, obviously, that you'll all have for me is how do I change these? Like, how do I actually rewire these neural pathways? So step one is really uncovering and identifying and labeling the limiting beliefs that are really showing up for you, especially around your relationship with food, right? So start getting curious, start brainstorming. That's your homework. That's your action item from this podcast episode is really starting to flush these out. Just start writing them down. And you might come up with one today and another one tomorrow, or you might sit down and just write down a hundred. And that's okay, like let this unfold and planting this question in your subconscious so that as you go throughout your day, you might get epiphanies. Oh, there's a belief, there's a belief, there's a belief. And just start noting them and writing them down. Now, in terms of really shifting these neural pathways and changing beliefs in a really lasting way, I've actually put together an eight step process that I've developed over years of working with clients and, and my own shifting and changing of beliefs. And I just shared step one with you and we don't have time to go into all eight steps right now, but I really go into major detail in what these eight steps are and a deep explanation of how you can start applying them in your life inside the beliefs busting masterclass. So if you want to go deeper into that and also really deep into how you actually make these beliefs stick. So there's a process to kind of rewire and rework the belief. And then the, the, what I call making it sticky, right? Then you actually have to walk the new neuro pathway every day, every day, every day, every day, right? Repetition. And there's a whole bunch of techniques that you can use to do that. And I share all of those in great detail inside the masterclass. But before I end this episode, I do want to just share as well something that I, again, share a lot more in the masterclass, but some other tools that you can use to really start rewiring these beliefs. Obviously there's the eight step process that I've put together and there's other tools that I've used as well. Things like hypnosis, um, a, a practice that I call proving it wrong. We did that a little bit earlier. Um, there's EFT, right? Tapping. There's also NLP, neuro linguistic programming, which is something I'm just newly learning about, but is fascinating when it comes to actually beliefs and, and trauma work. There's also theta healing. This is something that was new to me years ago and I tried a couple times that was really neat as well in helping me shift some, some major beliefs years ago. And the list is huge. There's so many different other tools other than just even my eight step process, but that's a good place to start. So, you know, this is really, like I said, I just wanted to give you an overview today on the podcast, you know, how you can start understanding 
these beliefs and, and how you can start actually changing them and, and taking this one step further. So you understand now, right, that beliefs are really just the start of this inward journey to sugar freedom, right? This is a really big, like I said, really big core foundational root cause. And if you ultimately want to have this peaceful relationship with food, you've got to do the beliefs work. You've got to do it. And I, I'm lovingly sharing this to you. You know, if you're sitting there listening again and again to some sort of beliefs training and not actually applying it in your life and not actually sitting down with your journal or using these other tools or going through my eight step process and, and building this in as part of your daily practice to rewire and create new beliefs for yourself, you're going to stay stuck on this roller coaster. You're going to. And I don't want that for you. And I know you don't want that either. So I'm, I'm going to end it at that, you know, just so passionate about this, this piece for you. And I hope that you're feeling fired up. I hope that you're excited. And ultimately, you know, if you're ready to really dive deeper into this and discover more of the root causes and these inner foundations that are keeping you on the sugar roller coaster, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, don't forget that I am so excited to be offering and putting together the Emotional Empowerment Bundle, which is including three incredible tools, the Emotional Eating Bootcamp, so we're diving deep into emotional eating, the Beliefs Busting Masterclass, that's gonna dive so much deeper into actually helping you put, put into practice everything we talked about today, and the Joy and Fun Workshop as well, that's gonna help you really start tapping in and finding new sources of joy so you're no longer turning to food. So huge reminder, you know, if you want to take this and actually take action on everything I shared today and so much more, obviously really diving into three of the big core root foundations, then the empowerment, emotional empowerment bundle is definitely something you're going to want to grab. And as I mentioned earlier, the bundle expires, the offer expires to come and grab the bundle on May 29th. So don't wait. You can find the link in the show notes below. And I'm so excited to, to see you dive in and to hear, you know, what comes up for you after you start going through all each of the products and each of the tools that I'm sharing. Re some incredible resources that I'm sharing in there. I'm throwing in some, some extra surprises as well that uh, I definitely can't help myself. I want to make this as powerful as possible. So I want to make this accessible and exciting. And I know that you're absolutely going to love it. So don't forget to, to come in and grab that. And Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. This is so fun. I love having these conversations. I love hearing the amazing feedback. Thank you everyone who, who sends me messages, lets me know how impactful these episodes are. And just a loving quick reminder how much it actually helps me and helps me reach more people on the podcast if you leave a five-star review. So wherever you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify or anywhere, please take a minute to leave a review on the podcast. It would mean the world to me and ultimately just help me grow this podcast and reach millions and thousands of incredible women in, in, in healing their relationship with sugar. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.